I'm Jerome Hudson, Breitbart News Entertainment Editor, author of the book 50 Things They Don't Want You to Know About Trump. This is the Breitbart News Daily Podcast. A major Supreme Court ruling preserves Title 42 border safeguards for another few months, sending shockwaves through Washington. Meanwhile, 80% of voters want Title 42 to remain in place. Illegal crossings continue at a record pace, and Joe Biden is hanging out on a Virgin Island beach with his family through the new year. Coronavirus is sweeping across China, killing people at record rates, and that country's evil leaders are encouraging international travel. Ron DeSantis is cracking down on explicit drag queen Christmas shows in Florida, and Representative-elect George Santos has finally admitted on national television to falsifying his biography. We discuss all of that and more on today's show. I hope that everyone had a, a great Christmas and a Hanukkah. I almost said Kwanzaa, which I do believe was on Monday. Uh, but I hope you all had a great Christmas and Hanukkah. Um, I landed in Savannah. I didn't. I didn't fly. I drove. I, I got to Savannah, Georgia, uh, to spend the Christmas holiday with the fam. Like Saturday morning. By Saturday evening, I sort of noticed something in my mom's neighborhood sort of midtown savannah it was very few homes were lit <laughs> it was very it was what i noticed was just how dark it was in the neighborhood nice neighborhood um just so many great memories and a few terrible memories because i would uh, be bullied i guess a little bit on some of the bus stops not really uh actually i was i was actually robbed at gunpoint uh in that neighborhood but that was 20 years ago anyway nice neighborhood but i just sort of noticed how few homes had christmas lights on it and i got i, I walked in my mom's house yeah I, I told her i said you know what you have a great front yard for a nativity scene so next year um i am going i'm gonna do it big at least at my mom's house and I thought to myself, maybe that would inspire some people. I mean, they're just lovely homes. And you just I just didn't really feel the Christmas spirit driving in the neighborhood, uh, if you will. But it was a great Christmas. Um, saw a ton of family. Uh, I say my mom made me cook. I made collard greens, the macaroni and cheese. I did some baked chicken, uh, some rice, some gravy. Um, and I actually picked up some rolls from Publix. I spent about $105 at Publix on Whitmarsh Island. If, uh, any, uh, Savannah or Georgia area people are listening, <laughs> I, I will just say I, I was at the, uh, in the dairy area and I was standing in front of the eggs and I probably stood in front of the egg section for about five minutes. I haven't had sticker shock in a long time. Um, anyone who regularly listens to me, you know, like I, I, I put my mom on my American Express account almost two years ago now, I think. I haven't had sticker shock in a long time. I actually had sticker shock sitting in front of that egg section at the Publix on Saturday afternoon. Um, 
it was like five dollars for a dozen i think was the cheapest i found crazy stuff I actually just like grabbed one of the employees and I said, is, is there another egg section? Um, it was a great Christmas and I hope yours was as well. Uh, uh, Pelosi says, happy Schwanza. Uh, little bros Craig says. Big news uh, dropped late Tuesday evening. Uh, this from Ken Klukowski, Breitbart's senior legal analyst. The Supreme Court will hear arguments on whether states can ask courts to preserve Title 42 border safeguards when the Biden administration tries to let the policy die. Voting on Tuesday, the Supreme Court did, to leave the Trump-era policy in place until it hands down a decision in the case by early summer 2023. So Title 42 obviously allows federal agents to turn away illegal aliens immediately without taking them into custody if the agent believes the alien might have COVID-19, even though the number of illegal crossings is at an all-time high. The number at the border would be up to double their current levels without that Trump-era policy in place. Can you even imagine that? The numbers would be double. So the numbers as it stands now, we've had over 5 million illegal crossings since Biden took office, okay? Now that's including nearly 4.3 million encounters with border agents and illegal aliens and over 1 million known gotaways, those who have escaped into the U.S. without actually coming into contact with border agents. So Biden's... Biden had been in office as of this live recording two years yet, and we've got over 5 million encounters. About half of them have ultimately been released into the, into the interior of the United States, giving court documentation with court dates. I, you have to assume, or you don't have to assume, you just take the DHS's word for it. Eight and 10 of those uh, people won't actually show up to that court date. They're not even giving them ankle monitors really anymore. They're just handing them cell phones. And uh, the the current president, Greg Abbott, is saying that he has bust over 16,000 illegal immigrants out of the state of Texas. That That's basically how many pour in over the, the, the hundreds of miles of that border state within, I don't know, a day and a half. Klukowski continues with President Joe Biden's clear support. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas has called for an end to the border control policy, but the Biden administration has not gone through the legal process to end the CDC measure. Instead, when left-wing groups sued to end Title 42, Attorney General Merrick Garland decided not to appeal a lower court ruling against the policy, which would have the effect of ending Title 42. But 19 states filed a motion to intervene in the case, asking the court to allow the states to step in to the shoes of the Biden administration to defend the policy and to issue a stay of the federal trial judge's ruling declaring Title 42 unlawful. So Chief Justice Roberts referred the matter to the full Supreme Court for a vote. The justices on Tuesday decided to grant a stay by a vote of five to four. The justices also voted to review the case, setting the case for an argument at the end of February. Um, So the sole issue the Supreme Court will decide is whether the 19 states have standing to intervene in court 
to defend Title 42. If the states do, then the matter will go back to the D.C. Circuit Appeals Court for the states to pursue an appeal. If they do not, then Title 42 will end. Um, Justice Gorsuch, Kuklowski writes, dissented in the uh, 5-4 decision on Tuesday on the grounds that would resonate with many Republicans. However, noting that Title 42 is based on COVID-19 public emergency, uh, and his opinion is that, quote, it is hardly obvious why we should rush in to review a ruling on a motion to intervene in a case concerning emergency decrees that have outlived their shelf life, end quote. Justice Gorsuch continued and, quote, courts should not be in the business of perpetuating administrative edicts designed for one emergency only because elected officials have failed to. Congress makes law. That is what the Constitution says. And Congress has repeatedly for decades failed to actually pass immigration reform that makes a lot of sense. That is a boon and a benefit to, I don't know, the everyday working man and woman in this country who are, who, who are either born here uh, or, or, or are legal residents. Over those decades, Congress has attempted to, and there have been deals done, circa 80s era Reagan amnesty, that have not been a benefit to the working man and woman in this country and have only catalyzed and incentivized more illegal immigration. Um, so in response to the Supreme Court uh, decision on Tuesday, Mayorkas is, are you sitting down? Calling on Congress to approve President Joe Biden's plan giving amnesty to illegal aliens. So if you recall, Joe Biden took office and introduced a plan that would give amnesty to the roughly 11 million or 50 million illegal aliens currently residing in the United States. We, we don't really know what the number is, but it, it, you know it ain't damn 11 million, because that's been the number for my entire life. Um, this Gorsuch's dissent, you'll, you, you've probably already noticed, and if you haven't, you probably will, because I believe it was it was he and three other uh, liberal justices. I think Kagan, Sotomayor, Jackson. I do believe those were the liberal who joined Gorsuch. But the, Gorsuch is saying it's not the Supreme Court's role to step in and fix through policy making measures, you know, immigration policy that Congress should have passed decades ago. It's not the Supreme Court's job. Gorsuch is saying he's absolutely right. The Democrats had majorities in the House and the Senate and Joe Biden in the White House. And they failed to actually pass any legislation. Hell, they just codified abortion into federal law. Okay, Democrats don't give a damn about people running into the country all willy nilly because in their bigoted little minds, they believe that any illegal alien entering the country will eventually someday become a Democratic voter. It's weird, I know, but it's their logic. Um, it's weird. Like, the Democrats are pro-life on this because I'm pretty sure with you know birthright citizenship, which has to be in the top ten things addressed whenever Donald Trump reassumes the White House, 
Democrats probably want these illegal aliens to have as many babies as possible because then the child is an American citizen and because of birthright citizenship, the parents are uh, American citizens. Once that once that baby's born, then you get you add in chain migration, you bring in all the abuelas and everybody else. <sighs> Can I say that, little boss Greg? Um, yeah, it's, it's it, Democrats are pro life on this stuff. But, uh, boy, everywhere else, abort that baby. Um, Meanwhile, and this is, you know, back in reality, Republicans, independents, and Democrats, voters, strongly support the preservation of Title 42 border barrier, according to a December poll by Harvard Harris. This report from Hannah Blue. So the poll asked about 1,851 registered voters about the the policy— established under Donald Trump to repel immigrants back into Mexico while they await their court date, which I will say is also an issue. These people are claiming asylum under some weird, perverted, warped definition of asylum. About 98% of them are just trying to come into the United States because Joe Biden is president. Democrats run Congress, and that is what they are being told by our own State Department. Just come now. Come on. Hurry up. (laughs) I'm sure the neighborhoods are probably not perfect. There's probably some gang violence, some crime, some cartel violence, some domestic violence. Who the hell knows? But those aren't the actual legal basis to claim asylum and safe harbor in the United States. Anyway, 76% of swing voting independents want Title 42 to be reserved along with 80% of Republicans and 79% of Democrats. Again, Joe Biden wasn't on the ballot in the midterms, but what he and the Democrats are doing to this country on the border will be an issue. It was a bellwether issue in 2016. And oh, what do you know? Donald Trump, the guy who beat Hillary Clinton in that election is running again. I have to assume he's going to make it a huge issue in his campaign. Oh, and that said, he's talking to Matt Boyle about that issue right now. In an exclusive interview with former President Donald Trump. I'm still not used to calling him uh, former President Trump. Trump is ripping Joe Biden, making citizenship uh, easier. His exclusive interview with uh, Breitbart Bureau Chief, Washington Bureau Chief, Matt Boyle, uh, Donald Trump ripped President Joe Biden for taking steps to make citizenship tests for migrants easier as the current president administration implements a pilot program to change open-ended questions on the exam to multiple choice questions. Uh, So immigration definitely going to be a top, top five issue easily. Um, in the country is pretty amazing what's happening down there. Um, so if you tried to fly southwest in the last 72, 96 hours, there's about a 20% chance that you would make your flight. It's kind of amazing. Um, Pete Buttigieg is, is out there. So so I, I, I thought Pete Buttigieg was out of the country maybe one or two weeks ago. I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. I, I, 
I haven't looked hard, but I don't know if Pete Buttigieg is in America right now. I saw him on MSNBC about 15 minutes ago behind a blue screen or in front of a blue screen. A blue screen was behind Pete Buttigieg. I I don't know where Waldo is. It is amazing that he could not be on U.S. soil right now. But but he's the transportation secretary, and, and he is saying that his administration and Senate Democrats are saying they're going to look into the Southwest canceling some 70 or 80 percent of their flights, while the other major airlines are only canceling less than 5 percent of their flights due to inclement weather that has taken the lives of dozens of Americans over the last few days. I just feel like the audacity of Pete Buttigieg, who may or may not be on U.S. soil right now, looking into a, a camera and saying as transportation secretary, I'm going to look into what the hell is looking into why Southwest canceled so many flights going to actually do to help the people. What are you going to get their time lost back? All the inconveniences that they've lived through over the, in their families and, and, and maybe they've missed their jobs and everything else. You gonna look into it, Pete? Thanks. Thanks a lot. The CEO of Southwest has, has apologized. This dude literally said, I'm sorry, in what looked like a hostage-style video. That's worthless to the people who've missed their flights, <laughs> had their lives upended. I just feel like the audacity of Pete Buttigieg, Transportation Secretary, coming down hard on Southwest while the damn border's wide-ass open. It's amazing. Maybe it's just me. Mm. Meanwhile, President Joe Biden plans to leave for a vacation in the Virgin Islands uh, after the U.S. was blasted by the aforementioned record cold temperatures and winter weather. That's great. Charlie Spearing, uh, who I believe has the record at the Breitbart newsroom for the most children. He didn't have them, of course, because he's 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 a birthing person, but he's not a woman. Uh, Charlie is reporting that uh, the president and his family left uh, Washington, D.C. on Tuesday evening for St. Croix. I hear it's great down there. My family, my, 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 my father's side, actually, from the U.S. Virgin Islands, by way of West Africa, probably on slave ships. My uncle James did the genealogy thing about 15 years ago. Slavery on my dad's side of the family. Uh, But anyway, I digress. So the Biden family in St. Croix, we don't know if Hunter was in tow and his crack pipe, but the uh, Biden family planned to stay on the island uh, there in the Virgin Islands for the rest of the week to celebrate New Year's Day. Wow. Is this this Biden's like 200th day of vacation? I asked producer Nico, mostly tongue in cheek, but if he spent a third of his time in the White House, away from the White House, down there on a the beach sipping a Mai Tai in Delaware. And now he's spending, uh, what's that? So New Year's Eve, Saturday, Sunday, probably come back Monday, maybe. Another week in St. Croix. Oh, boy. So, so Biden's not going to go to the border here in the next six to seven days. And also you have the Supreme Court stepping in to put a Band-Aid on a massive, you know, brain bleed of an issue happening at the border. Like Joe Biden, the decision from the Supreme Court 
to institute an administrative stay, keeping Title 42 in place at least until February, there was like a two-hour window where that decision came down and Joe Biden could have given an address, uh, made a statement of some sort in front of the camera. He did not. He was probably helping Hunter find his crack pipe to pack. That's prob- probably not true. Um, as Spearing points out, as Joe Biden is headed off to what I have to, I, I can't check the weather in the Virgin Islands at this current moment. Uh, he, Joe, Biden, the Biden family is heading down to the sunny shores of St. Croix. Meanwhile, about 50 people were killed across the United States as a bomb cyclone of Arctic air created record winter storms, freezing temperatures across most of the country. Um, here you go. Your government in work. Joe Biden, Joe Biden leaving for vacation is it just feels like a sentence that I said every other day for the last two years. It's it's basically true. Um, This is this is some amazing stuff. John Hayward, if you missed yesterday's show, you can catch it on the XXM app. Just an amazing interview. John Hayward is the is the NPR voice man on the uh, super secret Breitbart editors calls. You just you're you're really missing out on a treat. But you did get to hear him yesterday give you a, an amazing breakdown of the COVID-19, the coronavirus situation in China right now. It's absolutely insane. I, as a matter of fact, we are reporting that Chinese nationals are now headed for the U.S. border, maybe in record numbers. I think they've. They've been there, they've been coming, they've been trying to come. But So John Hayward reports that the Chinese province of Zhejiang, Zhejiang, an industrial hub located southwest of Shanghai, reported a million new coronavirus infections on Christmas Day and expected that caseload to double by New Year's Eve. Holy hell. So anecdotal reports of overwhelmed hospitals continue slipping past Chinese censors to reach foreign reporters in social media, even though the regime in Beijing continues to insist it has suffered absolutely no COVID-19 fatalities over the past five days. So you got about a million cases a day in, in the country writ large, and you got a million cases reported in just one city outside of Shanghai which will be an, about another million cases by New Year's Eve, so in less than one week. But, oh, no, nobody's dying of COVID-19, according to the communist regime. Totally unbelievable. John Hayward notes that Reuters, fake news organization, observed on Sunday that everyone knows the Chinese government is lying about its coronavirus statistics, and a growing chorus of Chinese doctors and citizens is pleading for realistic information. Oh my God. Seriously, prayers go out to those Chinese doctors and citizens pleading for more realistic information. Those doctors, especially the, the the Chinese state, will murder you. Excuse me, they you will disappear and never be heard from again. I mean, I guess you're not dead, but you may as well be. You won't be practicing medicine in China, that's for sure. Oh, I'm I'm not making that up. At the beginning of the pandemic, that China started 
three years ago, they disappeared. This time last year, the Chinese state was disappearing doctors who were treating patients who had come down with this weird uh, disease, respiratory disease. Uh, Interesting time, though, here. Travel bookings have surged in China. Oh, boy. Here we go. Uh, This information coming out as late as Tuesday after the National Immigration Administration announced passport applications will once again be processed as of January 8th. So John Hayward continues to report that the policy change ends years of travel restrictions just as the biggest coronavirus wave of the entire pandemic sweeps across China. So we've been living with the pandemic caused by China. Uh, for three years, China, because they had this ridiculous zero COVID policy, lockdown policy that you're now s- seeing catalyze protests around the country. These people weren't really uh, exposed to the coronavirus. And so now they have this Omicron variant sweeping across the whole of China and it's causing probably multiple millions of positive cases a day. Now, are those people symptomatic or asymptomatic? We don't know. But the hospitals have been filling up. John Hayward's reporting that. I mean, they can people are dying at a rate so fast that the they cannot cremate them fast enough. They're keeping reporters out of these mass cremation facilities. Uh, because they don't they don't actually want people to see the footage of how this country that caused the pandemic three years ago is now going through the worst era of the pandemic themselves because they had this ridiculous lockdown policy that kept people from being exposed to the virus. They have no natural immunity because of it. They're, the, the Chinese vaccine is basically water. And now... Their travel administration in China is just letting everybody get their passports ready, travel the world, spread the coronavirus across the world again, just as they did during their Lunar New Year three years ago. Boy, I almost said something that I I may have regretted. Uh, And it is, it is. It is it is not good. I'll just move on. But something has to be done to China. Um, something has to be done. Let's see here. Um, I, we don't have a sane president in Joe Biden. We don't have a sane Congress led by the Democrats. Uh, although hopefully Kevin McCarthy will be handled the speaker's gavel next week. We'll have speaker votes on January 3rd. Um, but, 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 but some countries do have sane political leadership and Japan seems to be one of them because their prime minister, I'm not going to butcher that name announced on Tuesday that that country, Japan will tighten border controls for COVID-19 by requiring tests for all visitors from China starting Friday as a temporary emergency measure against a surging infection there. So, uh, you know, if you don't know, if you don't have a map in front of you, hopefully you're not if you're driving because you need to be paying attention to the road. Japan's very close to mainland China, okay? Just take my word for it. That country's prime minister is looking at probably getting up to the second information about the absolute chaos that is happening in terms of the coronavirus spreading all over China and the Japanese prime minister is like, yeah, no, 
we're good. We're tightening border control restrictions in this country. Meanwhile, we're just letting in any Yahoo into the United States on the southern border. Um, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. At least, at least some countries are like you know guiding lights, shining examples of good policy. Speaking of good policy, the Florida Department of Business Professional Regulations, a, 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 a Florida government department that yours truly used to work for, the DBPR is investigating a sexually explicit drag show that took place in Fort Lauderdale on December 26th and welcomed children in the audience. The drag show, A Drag Queen Christmas, appears to be the same show attended by the Democrat mayor of Knoxville in her city, which featured simulated sex acts and exposed fake breasts as well as other explicit material and scenarios. So Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' press office released a statement and said that the DPPR was made aware of, quote, multiple complaints about a sexually explicit performance marketed to children held in Fort Lauderdale on December 26th and is actively investigating the situation. The investigation includes, quote, video footage and photographs from the event. Um, so the department uh, will, like in other cases, take action. The statement said exposing children to sexually explicit activity is a crime in Florida. And such action violates the department's licensing standards for operations. So there's a drag queen tour, maybe coming to a town near you. It stopped in Florida, down there in Fort Lauderdale. Got family down there. Hopefully they weren't there because there's footage. Uh, that's a crime. You can't market that sort of stuff. It's like you, you, if you're a six-year-old and you're being accompanied by an adult, uh, you you as you know a six-year-old you won't be allowed into a florida strip club you know what i mean so this this drag queen christmas tour apparently is like an outside strip show and they're marketing it to children those same children who wouldn't be allowed to you know just pull up pull up at the club and you know waltz right in can't happen uh george santos the congressman-elect from the third district of New York, he is speaking and he has apparently gone uh, full Nixon uh, on the people. Uh, Congressman Santos sat down on the Tucker Carlson show, uh, which was hosted on uh, Tuesday evening by former Hawaii Congresswoman Chelsea Gabbard. Uh, the the congressman elect uh, said, I am not a criminal. He's gone full Nixon. He he should have just said, I am not a crook. I mean, God. Uh, Producer Nico, uh, cut one, excuse me, 2A. To get down to the nit and gritty, I'm not a fraud. I'm not a a criminal who defrauded the entire country and made up this fictional character and ran for Congress. I've been around a long time. I mean, a lot of people know me. They know who I am. They've done business dealings with me. Um, When one goes out there and says, oh, I've worked, and and I'm not going to make excuses for this, but a lot of people overstate in their resumes or um, twist a little bit or ingrandiate themselves. I'm not saying I'm not guilty of that. I'm just saying I've done so much good work in my career through through being the vice president at LinkBridge Investors and 
working with LPs and GPs okay. across okay. all okay. verticals okay. of the private equity. That's um, enough of that. Let's cut this guy off. Uh, yeah. So he said as a proud Jew, you know, he's visited Israel and has stood up for the community for many years. He's actually Catholic. And he said that he had some family members of Jewish descent. And so he said he was Jew-ish. Not a TV show, by the way, on ABC. That is blackish and mixes. Although I thought there was a Jewish uh, sitcom at one point. Uh, Santos said that he's a queer person. He's um, in a heterosexual marriage to a woman, and, and a real woman, like a woman woman. Uh, he, 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 he there in that audio that you heard, he's not exactly saying that he didn't work for Goldman Sachs. Uh... <laughs> He's actually not even saying the, the financial firm's names, but he claims to have uh, been employed uh, by them. Um, so this is important because there's going to be a slim majority, again, should Kevin McCarthy take the spe House Speaker uh, gavel from Nancy Pelosi's cold hands. Uh, and George Santos is, is one of the Republican congressmen who will be sworn in, we believe, and he's probably only going to have one term. But there he is speaking out for the first time to Tulsi Gabbard uh, on Tucker Carlson's show. Good get. Great stuff. Whew. Boy, I don't know. I don't know what to add to that one. Just, he's just Borat, as Alex Marlowe says. Joining the program today, Neil Monroe, Breitbart Managing Editor and Immigration Reporter. Neil breaks down the chaos at our border and talks about immigration in a way no one else can. my first choice uh because and i told uh little boss greg the producer that you and john bender you write about immigration um in in a way that you know brandon's team they they you know they they publish you know the severed bo head bodies and, you know, they really focus on, you know, what Border Patrol agents are going through. Um, but you, you sort of focus on the administrative state's role in, in creating taxpayer-funded pipelines between South America and the U.S.-Mexico border. Um, you, you, you talk about Alejandro Mayorkas, the DHS secretary. Uh, he is the, the world's foremost human smuggler. He wants it that way, and it, as long as he is in that position, it will be that way. Um, and it's all by design. You talk about how illegal immigration affects housing, how it affects jobs for working Americans, blue-collar and white-collar. And so, so, again, that's why I wanted to talk to you. And so you see the Supreme Court ruling. You see Justice Gorsuch's dissent basically saying, 
this is an issue that has nothing to do with the Supreme Court deciding what policy is and what policy should and shouldn't be. What is the decision from the Supreme Court um, keeping Title 42 in act at least until February mean for you and going forward for the country? Right. So I've been writing about this since 2007. And every year, I sorry, I, I keep scratching and digging, scratching and digging, and every year I find a new layer of, well, um, deception and insanity. But, I mean, the underlying thing here is that business groups simply want more customers. They want more renters. They want more workers. And it's a lot easier to have the workers consumers and renters come to the United States than for these companies to set up businesses in Europe and Asia and Africa. So they do the lazy thing. They wait for people to come here. And then, you know, the guys who come here work hard. They're, 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 they're usually not criminals. In fact, few of them are criminals because they're so delighted to be allowed into the U.S. They work, often send money home. And when they come in here, that means you don't have to buy machines. Uh, to do the work. And so suddenly a company is, is much better off when it has immigrants coming in because labor is cheaper, they don't have to buy machines, and profits are higher and the stock, the stock market's delighted. But the costs are passed on to everybody else. When a company can import 100 workers instead of building 10 machines to do the work, it means 10 American workers lose jobs building machines. It means, you know, 50 American workers are fired from the company. It means housing prices go up. Inflation is pushed up. Schools are packed. Hospitals are busier. And then in the home country, they lose all their young people, the young men and women who could work, who could push back against corruption. They're all sucked into the United States instead of helping their own country. Like, the more I look at this, the worse it gets. Uh, there is some sort of amusing contradiction. I am Irish. I was Irish. I was an immigrant. I'm now an American because of marriage. So I'm watching the Supreme Court, and they and we have tied the 42 going on now. And the Democrats say they want to take it down, and maybe they really do. Some parts of Democrats want to take it down. But Title 42 is great for Bajorcas. He's letting in as many people as he can get away with. And he's doing it all the time while hiding behind Title 42. He'll look at the television and say, the border is secure. Title 42 is still working. But what actually happens is, when you get 100 migrants coming to the border, Majorcus lets in 75 under various excuses. Oh, they're children. Oh, it's family unity. Oh, they're from Nicaragua, Cuba. Venezuela, and I can't send them back to their dictatorships. Oh, they're applying for asylum. Oh, they're from Ukraine, I should give them parole. Oh, they're from Venezuela, I should give them some parole. Oh, they're from Haiti, yeah, I should give them parole too. And so he uses the legal complexity and Title 42 to hide the massive inflow of migrants. And in turn, the Republicans will stand up on any podium you can find for them and they'll thunder and decry and denounce the chaos, the crime, the illegal migration, the resulting drugs. But they never do anything about it. 
because Title 42 is their excuse. They can say we want to preserve Title 42, even though New York has let in 75 out of 100. And by the way, the remaining 25 who are rejected by Title 42, they go back to Mexico, rest for a few days, and then sneak over the border at night. So, so last month, we had uh, 230,000 come to the border. New York has let 160,000 in, and he sent, what, 70,000 back? But this month, we'll have 70,000 sneak in at night. Those 70,000 are the same 70,000 who were rejected last month. So Title 42 is a gigantic pretense where the politicians can pretend they're guarding the border and business can pretend it's not getting the workers it wants. And by the way, business is ruthless about this. We're talking most of the investors up in New York. Those guys run many companies. And they say, oh, we want more cheap workers. And by the way, cheap workers will reduce inflation, and that's good for everybody. No, it's not good for ordinary Americans. So uh, so we have this gigantic pretense around Title 42. And now the Supreme Court comes in and says, well, we're keeping Title 42 because uh, whatever it is, some sort of fake invented law, fake invented rationalization. Now, again... We have to dig deeper. Judge Gorsuch says we shouldn't be doing this. We should let the politicians deal with the political issue, even if it's very painful for them. He's right. The far left, Katanji Brown on the court said the same thing. They're both right. If we have a terrible policy, then we should let the terrible policy run so that the voters can see it and then assign blame or credit the various politicians, but Title 42 allows the Democrats and their media allies and their business allies in the media to hide this. But then there's another thing going on, as there always is in immigration. (laughs) The Supreme Court heard a case in late November about whether the administration is breaking the law by not detaining all, all migrants. That's the law says when someone comes to the border, they should be allowed uh, a file for asylum. So New York is using that as an excuse to let everybody in. You come to the border, you say, I want a job, but really, I'd love to apply for asylum. And New Yorkers will say, that's good enough for me. Here, come on in. Here's a bus ticket. There's a job up in Detroit or Topeka or New York. Go get that job. Um, but the court is now considering whether the administration is breaking the law by la- by releasing people uh, who are claiming asylum. It, so the decision by the Supreme Court to uphold Title 42 may be one of several things. One is giving the politicians an easy excuse to continue the deceptive game they're doing now, or B, allowing the Supreme Court to roll the Title 42 decision in with the asylum decision and announce sometime next year the court operates very slowly that they can't let anyone in, they can't release any asylum people, and Title 42 has to come down. In which case, the judges will be running the nation's immigration policy again. So generally, it's a colossal farce and scam. Neil Monroe, Breitbart Managing Editor and Reporter on Immigration, joining the program right now. 
I guess my biggest question is, will there be a breaking point politically? Um, you know, CNN just did a report, a package. It's probably It was probably eight minutes long on how some families who've already lost loved ones to fentanyl overdose are now warning other families. I have the TV on mute, but I often watch CNN and MSNBC just to see what the DNC talking points are for the day. I'm pretty sure they did not, Neil, mention the word China once in that entire fentanyl package. But that is where most of the drug comes from by way of the Mexican cartels through Mexico into the United States. Will there be a breaking point? I mean, I'm pretty sure there are some elected Republicans right now who will vote for the implementation of laws on the books to stop the madness you just explained will vote no, to appropriate money to build the border finally i'm i'm but i also believe there are not enough republicans like is there is will there be a breaking point for the american people that blue collar no, worker that white collar worker that hospital administrator, that school teacher, that school district administrator, the people who are going to feel the absolute brunt of the pain of this, that chief, that sheriff of police. Oh, no, I mean, it, it should be. It should have broken a long time ago. So, two decades ago, the administration, whatever government it was back then, Bush or whatever, said we're going to do free trade with China, and then the workers who lose their jobs will learn to code. Well, that's not what happened. They moved, Wall Street moved the factories to India, and instead of helping Americans learn to code and get new tech jobs, they simply imported millions of immigrants to take those jobs. I mean, it is a colossal scam what they are doing now. They are breaking America. They are, dis, they are replacing Americans in, so they can rule uh, quietly. And they're doing this behind an amazing failure of the media to record this. So we lost 100,000 people to drugs last year. Now, sure, you're always going to lose some people to drugs, but 100,000 is a colossal number. It's roughly twice as many people killed in the Vietnam War. And there's almost complete silence in Washington about this. Who they, Washington guys would much rather argue about transgenderism or the need for children to, to become the other sex or Ukraine then watch out for America. And in large part, they can do this because the national media is completely in the pocket of the establishment. And whenever they talk about drugs, there are options. So when when Trump finally got his act together in 2018 and said, we're going to try and do the border wall, he went around Washington saying, I'm going to shut down trade. I have the power of the president. I'm going to shut down trade. And the establishment got furious. Well, they were always furious for that man. And, but he had the power. So Mexico said, uh, yeah, he does have the power. He can shut down the border. We'll get our act together. And they stopped much of the migration. They stopped like 90% of the migration. So the president, if he wants, he has the power to fix these things. There's a law called 212, which allows the president to write on a piece of paper and give to his deputy, don't allow anyone in the country for any reason whatsoever or don't allow people who have red hair or who come across the southern border or who are looking for jobs. He has the power. He just never uses it. And similarly with China, we talk about trade and all sorts of other stuff and, uh, and Japan and Taiwan. But we don't say to, to the China, if you export the precursors for fentanyl to Mexico to kill our children, we're going to shut down trade with you and Mexico. Because... 
Washington cares about the money far more than it cares about Americans. These immigration and drug problems are tied around each other. And frankly, the administration is eager to suppress them. And when you watch TV, you'll see lots of reports about migration. But they're all couched in the, in the concerns of migrants. The, the vast majority of TV reports about migration are about what migrants want, about what migrants are worried about, the cold, the journey. Although we never talk about the thousands who are killed on the way up to the border, the, they love to talk about Trump when one migrant would die, but thousands are being killed by Biden and they say nothing because they're so completely in the tank yeah. to the business demand, I should say investor demand for more consumers, more renters and more workers. Yeah. And Washington, to get this, to fix this, Americans just have to laser focus and say, here's a Republican I like and voted against him. Because he didn't do anything about these two problems. He's a Democrat I like. He's terrible on, uh, he's good on A and B, but he's terrible on the rest of things. But fine, I'll vote for him for that. They, that's what, to fix his problems, I mean, the voters can fix it. It's just very difficult. They just have to really focus on it. And, and see through the endless layers of BS and fakery that hides this massive population inflow that it is, that then moves wealth and political power from the young to the old, yeah. from the middle of the country to the coast, from wage earners to investors. And basically it's doable, but it requires people to focus on it. Yeah. Neil, it's, 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 it's literally an 80-20 issue now. Um, and the, the future of this country is at stake. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for joining the program. Uh, I will have you back because this is a huge story, and we know you'll stay on it. Thank you. Yeah, I love. I, I have to pay my green card back somehow, so this is how I do it. Thank you very much. <laughs> This is the Breitbart News Daily Podcast. Thanks for listening. I got stars in my